Whoa, what is that? I don't know. What is that? Is that a... What? It could, could that be a... It's Bible a... It's a Bible bomb! bomb! Hey, this is Landon. This is Philip. And we are your Bible Bomberman. Let's, Let's drop some bombs! Alright, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, legalism. Legalism is pretty common what around here. So in this episode, we're going to pick, I know in our episodes, we, we, we pick a lot on the denominations and stuff, like Catholic Church and Baptist Church. In this episode, we're, we're going to, we, we are going to pick on the Catholics because they're extremely, <laughs> they, they are extremely Catholic le- legalistic. Catholic is pretty much the definition but, of legalism. <laughs> but we, we're also going to pick a little bit on uh, Church of Churches Christ, of Christ, yes. which is... Depending on, I mean, there are some churches of Christ that basically are just another de- denomination. Um, yes. But e- each congregation is different. And uh, legalism is a big issue in the churches of Christ. Yeah. The church of Christ always have a reputation. Whenever you say, like, oh, I go to a church of Christ, they immediately have images in their head of very judgmental, You're the only one who think you're going to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> very strict Somebody told me that people. once. And... <laughs> sometimes they're not wrong. Sometimes churches of Christ are way too by the book. So just by some the history, law. when the Restoration Movement happened, they were trying to restore the the New Testament church, and they did good at first, but then they split, and the churches of Christ went the law way, and the Christian churches went the lawlessness way. So what we're trying to do is bring us back we're, we're trying to go back into the middle which is it's not law or lawlessness it's the system of faith which is what the new covenant is about and that's when the new testament church is going to be restored it's not by legalist yeah. or anything like that so yeah we're going to be talking about legalism and we might be picking on christian churches more next time because we're going to talk more about <laughs> yeah the progressive types <coughs> next type, type episode stuff. we'll talk about the other side of things so, because a lot of times when we're talking with people in the Churches of Christ about laws and how we're not under law anymore, they like to say stuff like, well, we got to be careful because you don't want to make excuses for sin. We're like, we weren't doing that. <laughs> we're just saying it's how you approach it. It's how you approach the temptation. It's how you approach living righteously. If you're doing it by law, it's not going to work. So, what is legalism? Legalism isn't even mentioned in the Bible. It's an English word. It's it's a it's a word that Christians. Either it's dinosaur. Yeah, it's like. A, but it's mentioned in the Bible. That's true. Dragons. <laughs> no, but Christians use this word to describe a doctrinal position where merits, rules, and regulations are used to achieve salvation and/or to go closer to God. So it's something that's kind of made up to to describe a, the theological doctrine but yes the reason why we're, we're going to pick on churches of christ is because a lot of times they don't even realize that they're legalistic they like to pick on catholics for baby sprinkling and the rules and all that stuff but then they don't even see that a lot of them are legalistic themselves so that that's the problem is how how do you know if you are a legalist all you have to do is re- <laughs> read the bible so yeah um, well we we'll get to that. A lot of Christians don't understand the freedom that we have in Christ. They think that since we are not under law anymore, or they, they say that, but then they act like they are. 
what they've done is they think when the Bible talks about us not being under law anymore, that it's just talking about the specific law of Moses. <laughs> but the, the New Testament is just a new law, just with just with a little bit less restrictions. You know, it's it's, it's like the, the law, law two point oh. Yeah, <laughs> and God was like, you know what? I'm these, some of these laws aren't that great. We're just gonna make some new ones. <laughs> so, yeah. So everything that's commanded in the New Testament is a super strict. Lots, uh, so when Jesus said, uh, "Leave your gift at the altar and go be uh, reconciled to your brother," or take the, or plucked out your eye, and I don't think anyone goes that far. But <laughs> so emphasis on new covenant. Yeah, so he built it from the ground up. It's not the same. The new covenant system. is a covenant of principle, and now a lot of legalistic people will cringe when they hear that and probably shut this podcast off. We can't listen to this. Start plugging your ears like when they did when Stephen was talking and they stoned him. Remember that they they were plugging their ears because they didn't like so because a legalist <laughs> that that's what that that's what they do, but it is it is a covenant of, of a principle and if you hear us out, we'll we'll try and prove that with the the scripture the best that we can. So a lot of what we talked about today is going to come out of uh, Galatians because this is what the book of Galatians is all about. It's all about yeah. the fight against legalism and the law. Now before we go any more further into this i want to make something very clear so in the religious world there is instead of using the word law or legalism people like to use the word religion so i remember watching a video series on galatians once and it was by a baptist person i think and they were saying galatians is all about how it's, it's all about religion and how paul is trying to get the Christians there to not focus on religion, but to just focus on Jesus. Well, that, that's, that's the incorrect terminology, okay? so Religion is a pretty tainted word in today's culture. Yeah, that's not what... Um, no, like, uh, that, it, it's, it's law it, it is what he's talking about. So people think that religion means that you're just following laws and all that, which is, is not true because if you say that stuff like Jesus hates religion then a lot of the times people think, well, you don't have to be super devoted to him. You don't have to take up your cross and follow him. You just you just have a relationship with him. You just talk to him and keep sinning and asking for forgiveness over and over again. But Jesus hates religion. That's not what this is, okay? Um, the Bible even says in James, a true religion, when you look after orphans and widows, you know, that's giving yourself up um, and taking care of people who can't take care of themselves. You know, that's that's religion. Anyways, you got to use the correct Bible terminology, okay? It's law versus faith. So, the Judaizers were making the, Galat- the Galatian Christians get circumcised. So, these were baptized Christians. The Judaizers came and said, nope, you are not saved. That is not enough. You have to get <laughs> circumcised. Now, remember, these are not eight-day-old babies. These are <laughs> fully grown men telling them to get uh, circumcised. And Ouch. otherwise, they would not they would not be saved. <laughs> so, a lot of the Galatians were doing that. These uh, Gentile Christians yeah. who became who became Galatians who became Christians were getting circumcised, thinking that well, yeah. it wasn't enough for me to just go get baptized and yeah. all that. They were so, basically yeah. combining the the old uh, Old Testament with the New Testament. So then Paul so brilliantly asked this very awesome, mind-blowing question in Galatians 3, 2. What does that say? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or 
by hearing with faith? That's a very good question. Yeah. So Acts 2.38, right? Be baptized or receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming into a person is the moment when that person is saved, is, is when that, that person receives uh, salvation. It, it's the Holy Spirit of pledge of the redemption body. Uh, did I say that right? It, it's the pledge of your inheritance, of your proper uh, resurrection, is, is, is what the Holy Spirit is. So the, the Holy Spirit coming into you is when you are saved. So Paul asked this question, when did you receive the Spirit? Was it when you got circumcised or was it when... You were baptized, which I know he doesn't use that wording, but, you know, if you follow the rest of the Bible through that, that's what he's talking about. Because baptism is a part of faith. He's getting them to think like, oh, maybe I didn't think of that. If the Holy Spirit came through my faith, then what would the point of being circumcised even be? Oh, well. Old news. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much pointless. It did absolutely nothing. So read what Galatians 2, we're going, we're going to backtrack now. Galatians 2, 16 through 21 says, <clears throat> Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Now read that again, but in Spanish. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. That was a, that was a, a big <clears throat> section. Yeah. Um, all right. So Paul brings his case forward. And um, Paul may have been saying this to, when he's talking about confronting Peter. In, in my Bible, the uh, quotation marks go all the way through the rest of the chapter. So I don't know if they messed that, that up or not. But Paul makes it evident here that no amount of rule keeping is going to justify us. Now, if, if the works of the law didn't justify a person, why would God just make a new law where you're justified by doing works? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, doesn't does it? Doesn't make any sense at all. So even if you've only sinned once, which is, um, yep. I doubt anyone has only ever just sinned once. But even <laughs> if you have, even if you live the rest of your life perfectly, no amount of the, your good works that you did are going to get you into heaven. That nope. one sin will send you down to hell. Because, Which, yeah, you can't justify yourself. It's funny because when you talk to most people in the world, uh, just like on the street... Most of them believe that they are going to go to heaven. And the reason that they'll use is usually saying something like, I'm a good person. And just just following that line of thought is just that they're like thinking in their head, oh, I do more good than I do bad. Is so it, I think it's I'm a crazy. good person. The, the Bible makes it clear that a baptism is essential for a salvation in different places. First Peter 3.21, Acts 3.38, Acts 22.16. Um, Galatians 3.27. So we get picked on a lot because the denominational world says you're trying to be saved by works, not by faith. Well, in 
Galatians 3.26 <laughs> says your sons have died through faith. The very next verse says you are baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. So, and uh, Colossians 2 says we're raised up in baptism through faith in the working of God. So it's not getting dipped in water that saves us. It's what we believe is happening, what we, what we believe that God is doing. Faith cannot be faith without obedience or any kind of action. So there's a no, a no such thing as, oh, I just believe in my head and God, God saves me. That, 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 that's not how it is. Faith has to have some kind of action. Uh, where am I going with this? But, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so the denominational world says you're trying to be saved by works. But then they say you're saying that just because I wasn't baptized, um, I'm not going to heaven. I'm a good person. Like, wait a second, you just said you're not saved by works, but now you're trying to tell me that you're saved by works. Like, you're not going to heaven just because you were a good person. You're going, you're going, a person only goes to heaven if they have the faith, the correct faith of the Bible and do what God told them to do. Obedience of faith. So, yeah, nice try though. But <laughs> you can't go into heaven by being good. So if Mother Teresa, I don't know much about her. She was known for doing good deeds doesn't matter if, if she didn't have the correct faith if she wasn't obedient to god then she's gone reminds she's me lost. of uh she's in, dead, uh, mark 10 when the the rich young ruler came to jesus and was like good teacher and then jesus was like no nobody's nobody is good no, and then the, the, the guy is like well how do i how do i make it to heaven and uh he starts naming off laws that he follows he's like i'm not an adulterer i I don't do this i don't do that and and that's not the point jesus is like that it doesn't matter how much how many laws you follow yeah come and follow me and you can't be good through that (laughs) through works god god is the only one yeah so so if doing any kind of good deeds or keeping a checklist of commandments is what justifies us then just as paul said christ died needlessly he, he died for nothing and so if you think you have to be circumcised there's still some people today that think that in order to be saved or if you think you have to be circumcised in order to get to get to heaven then christ died for nothing this is why it's absurd to think that the new testament is just a new law because whether it's you're keeping a jewish sabbath or crossing yourself when you pray, or dipping your wa- your finger in the water and pointing it at your head, or being baptized or sprinkled as a baby, doesn't make any difference because it's the same principle. You're doing a ritualistic thing in order to justify yourself. So it's not just about when it's talking about law. It's not just talking about the old Jewish laws. Talking about any kind of system where you are doing works to try and justify yourself instead of obeying through faith what God told you to uh, do. All right, what does Galatians 5.1 say? It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. All right, so again, why would Paul say this if the New Testament was just a new set of law? Now, the New Testament is, is called a law, but I didn't write this down. I should have. In James, do you know what it's called? The law of liberty. <laughs> the New Testament is the law of liberty. And in Romans, it's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So it's not a legalistic uh, system at all. So slavery, right? So now what is slavery like? Is it easier to be a slave or to be free? My money's on free. <laughs> Really? So what about when you were, so 
in Galatians 4, it talks about the, the child doesn't differ from the slave. Is it easier to have all your meals made for you, to live under your parents' house, and, or is it easier to go out and make your own money and make your own food? Obviously, it's easier to be a child. Yeah, it's easier to be a child. So in some cases, it's easier to be a slave because, yeah, you have to always do what you're told, but you're at, at least you're always taken care of somehow unless, unless you're not. But I think that's what part of the problem was, is that the law is actually easier, but the new covenant is better. So even though being a child is easier than being an adult, being an adult is better because you are free. And that's kind of, I think, why people like to default to law because it's easier to just, hey, tell me what to do and I'll do it. If you're free, that can be a scary thing, but once you understand it, it's, it's a great thing that, that we're free. God gives us the freedom to serve him in ways kind of that we want to. Like we can, however we want to serve him, like doing this podcast, right? It's, it's a part of how we're serving God. God uh, didn't come and say, you have to do this podcast or you can't do this podcast. It's, it's we are free to do it. Now, God can also alter circumstances to get someone to do something he wants them to do. But we are free. So if somebody is always afraid of God striking them, striking them down over something, that's you, you might be a legalist. Some people are so terrified that if somebody else plays a musical note in the church building that they are in, that they're going to go to hell. So just being in the same room as somebody else who maybe clapped their hands during the service. Oh, he clapped and I was in here. I've sinned. You know, yeah. that, does that sound like freedom or uh, slavery? Yeah, definitely, it sounds like slavery. When, when you put yourself in a position where, um, and you really are putting yourself in this position because this isn't found in, in Scripture, things along those lines where we have these strict rules to follow, you're, you're putting yourself in, a, in kind of a, a slavery-type position where you need to follow these laws. And if something goes wrong in service, if... Somebody claps if somebody plays a guitar string. <laughs> oh no! What are we gonna do? No, that's not following the the freedom that we have in Christ. Yeah, that it doesn't. It that, doesn't. That's fit trying to be justified principles. by law. So, and then there's some uh, women who are so scared that if they teach a man anything or have any type of Bible discussion, that they're going to hell. So the Bible talks about Paul not permitting uh, women to teach or have authority over a man. T- t- take that too far. You know, I, I can't teach my husband how to turn the lawnmower on, or I can't teach him to how to wash these dishes, all right? <laughs> well, uh, an example of somebody teaching, uh, a woman teaching uh, doctrine to a man is with Priscilla and Aquila. They pulled aside Apollos and taught him his doctrine. He mm-hmm. didn't have yeah. his doctrine it down. Says and they did. she was with her husband, but... Still, it's an example of a woman yeah. teaching and, some doctrine and, to a man. Um, who did Jesus tell to go into Samaria and and to tell them that Jesus was there and who he, and about who he was? It was a woman, the woman at the well. Now, we're not saying this to try and say that uh, women need to be Bible class teachers or preachers because that's not the role that God has given them. But that also uh, doesn't mean that a woman can't participate in any kind of evangelism with 
a man, right? That's that's slavery. That's not based on freedom. the The Bible gave those principles because it's more it's it, it's effective when it's it's more effective it's more effective when men teach than uh, women. That's just how it is. So then, yeah, I we we kind of talked about that in our last episode, I guess. Then some men are so afraid that if they ever see a woman who looks attractive, if they just see her and they think that she's attractive, then they have lusted and have sinned. Mm. Does that sound like freedom or does that sound like (laughs) slavery? You're trapped in sin. You literally are not going to be able to avoid it. You've got to close your eyes. The the only way you're going to save yourself is like camp out with men and never see a woman in your life. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) that that actually reminds me of how... um, uh, when you're talking about homosexuality and they, they say Christians are uh, homophobes and they just, you can say, well, no, it, we're talking about the act, the act of homosexuality, the act of uh, men with men or woman with women. We're not talking about if you have certain attractions, but they don't hear that. They just hear, wow, you hate, you hate them if they're gay. That's what they yeah, hear. That's, and so it's yeah. similar with, with this. You... <laughs> We're not talking about seeing if you have a temptation is not the same yeah. as sinning. I think I think that's part part of the problem with legalism is you think you're sinning when you're when not. You're <laughs> um, and uh, and and James it talks about trial. He talks about we should be happy when we go through trials because that gives us a chance to to mm-hmm. strengthen ourselves. It's like going to the gym. It's tough, but that doesn't mean you can't come out stronger. I don't think trials and temptations are the same thing, but you definitely get tempted during when trials happen. You get tempted to give up or sin. So there's <laughs> different examples. You're just always afraid that you're going to do something wrong and that God's going to strike you down. So that that's slavery. This is why Galatians put all the, puts all the emphasis on faith and walking by the Spirit so that fruit can be produced in our lives from the inside out. So a man of God who has faith in Jesus can see an attractive woman and look away and control his thoughts without feeling any kind of guilt. It's possible. That's how Jesus did it. You know, and that's freedom. You don't have to feel guilty. You can just look away and continue on with your day and have a great day. So that's freedom. The New Testament, we, we, we talked about, is a covenant of principle, not rules. Rules are for children. That's why... Um, he talks about that kind of in Galatians. The, the law was a tutor to lead us to Christ. The law had a very good purpose. You know, we, we, we couldn't know about Christ without the rules first. But God expects us to be mature enough to apply those principles he gave us with wisdom that he has given us. So a godly woman is mature enough to know when to speak up and when to remain quiet and not to feel any fear or guilt. And, you know, it totally depends on the situation. You might... A woman might meet a man at the library, might have, might start a Bible discussion. That uh, doesn't mean that she's exercising authority over the man. <laughs> it just means they're having a Bible discussion. And I think part of this is because every situation that we get ourselves into is different. That's why God didn't give us a bunch of rules because <clears throat> we ne- we're all in different places, different going through different things, and if we had a bunch of rules, we couldn't always apply them. Yeah, following yeah, following uh, principles, as we keep saying over and over, is a lot more freeing yeah. than I, I um, think... 
than the written down line by line law that mm-hmm. uh, was given to Moses because you can adapt to situations. Situations could have different contexts yeah. and all of these sorts of things. But if you have a heart, if you're following after God and you run into something that could be wrong in a different context, could be right in this context. And so it's, it's totally adaptable, but it's so much more freeing because then you can know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. without and, having to be like well yeah. i better make a bible study before i go talk to this person because i i gotta make sure i'm following the law like <laughs> like it, that would be totally or i can't uh, depressing <laughs> i can't um speak to this woman at all because i'm afraid i might commit adultery with her <laughs> no it's a good rule that you're not alone with yeah. a woman which in a is room. actually likely why uh, and, with Priscilla and Aquila yeah. uh, stopping Apollos, is I've I've heard arguments saying that it actually was Priscilla who was the main person doing the talking. Her There's name no was mentioned first. <laughs> yeah, her name was mentioned first before uh, uh, Aquila, so it makes it seem like she could have brought her husband there for mm-hmm. could be multiple different reasons. It could be safety. It could be for looks because she doesn't want to be alone with another man. Mm-hmm. Things along those lines. But so it's smart. Like if you are a preacher and somebody needs a bible study it's a woman bring your wife would be a a huge plus but not like every preacher I, has a I, wife <laughs> yeah true so yes whenever i have a bible study with a woman i bring my wife my wife can't come i'll try and bring somebody else but you know you never know when that might not be possible you might be in a situation where you might have to give a sister in christ a ride somewhere you're the only person you, you never know. So that's why self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. You have to take up the shield of faith all the time and uh, work through that. So, yeah. And then I wasn't going to get into this, but I think I am. So the uh, instrument issue, since we're talking about different situations, you know, there's a reason why God didn't command you have to use instruments like he did in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you had to, right? right? The New Testament, well, what if you, you don't have any you know, what if uh, you're at a home church and no one knows how to play guitar, no one knows how to play piano? Well, of course, God's not going to say you have to use instruments. Then there's the flip side of that where people see, since there's no instruments mentioned, that means you can't use any. Now, okay, um, the Greek word for psalms in Ephesians 5 literally means, I think it's psalmos, literally means to use instruments. So, yes, the Bible does say <laughs> that we can use instruments <laughs> when we sing. It means with a covenant. So that's, it doesn't matter, okay? It's, we are free to do... I, pref, I personally prefer a cappella. That's how I was raised. I think having a piano would be weird to me. With I agree. I feel, yeah, it feels like I'm at a Christian um, concert. Yeah, <laughs> I, I very much prefer a cappella. I have no problem doing a cappella. But we got to be careful that we're not being legalistic about these things because that's not a moral issue. That's not adultery or idolatry, you know. And I think the church, the Christian church and churches of Christ splitting up over that was a huge mistake. Yes. Anyways, please don't disfellowship us saying that. Um, (laughs) Well, talk to us. Every situation is different, okay? That's why there's not a clear command about instruments. (laughs) I like like good feedback, too, especially uh, when when it's on topic. And go back and listen to our worship episode. That might make things make a little bit more sense. Anyways, all right, so I read what Galatians 5, 6 says. 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. Okay, so you know what illegalistic people like to do with this verse? This verse gets taken out of context, <coughs> which is true. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but that's all they, they don't actually talk about what it actually means. They just say this verse taken out of context. People like to say we don't have to be baptized. We don't have to follow God. They just ruin it. But it's still in the Bible, and it still means what it says, that the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. So uh, read what verse 13 and 14 say. For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. All right, so there it is again. It's the way that we keep God's commandments. <clears throat> faith is the, um, what is it, mode? Faith is the mode. Faith is the, the way we do it. But love is the motivation. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But faith is how we do it. Love is what motivates us to keep the, the law. So as we said, we kind of said this in our episode about lust. But I'll say it again. The reason why we don't lust is because we love. It's because we love our wives, we love our sisters in Christ, that we don't want to lust after them. The reason why we don't steal from our neighbors is because we love them. <laughs> We're trying mm -hmm. to sh share the gospel with them. The reason why, um, why uh, women don't teach or exercise authority over a man is, be is because of love. It's, it's not the laws. It's, it's the love that gets a person, it's the love of God and the love of uh, other people that um, helps people Motivates. obey yeah, obey the commandments of God. And that's where God is going. See, it's not about, oh, we can just do whatever we want because we're not under a law. It's, no, we're still obeying the commandments of God. We're just doing it through, through love. So that gives us a lot of uh, freedom because if someone is preaching the gospel to someone and doesn't necessarily do it perfectly or messes up or, or stutters, he can sleep at night knowing that God is still with him and that he can learn from his mistakes. See, the new covenant yeah. allows room for failure so, so that we can grow without guilt or fear. I think part of the problem that, is that legalism, it, it gets faster results. So it gets a quicker, oh yes, I'm, I got holy fast. I got, I almost said fastier. I got <laughs> holy faster this way. But then it doesn't last. It um, Eventually, you're going to be exposed for who you are, and you're going to end up being just another dirty, rotten sinner. The, the New Covenant, it's a slow start. It's a, it takes a while to finally get where you need to be, but then once you finally get there, it lasts. Yeah. So it's that's where God's going with this. New creation. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I like how it, how it says the fulfillment of the law is love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, like you were saying, how you're not going to steal from your neighbor if you love them as yourself. You're not going to kill them. You're not going <laughs> to do a lot of the things that the law says. But if you just love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to do them anyway. So why would you put it on the law? This principle yeah, some people, can get you further uh -huh. than the law. Some people are like, I'm going to heaven because I didn't kill my wife today. <laughs> I'll try and make it through tomorrow too. No, um... <laughs> Yeah, anyways, go ahead and read Hebrews 4, 
14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Or help in the time of need. You see, it's all about confidence before God. If Jesus were to come right now, would you be confident or would you be afraid? You know, I think if you're afraid, that might mean you're a legalist person. If you, you got to have confidence now when you go before God, if you're going to have confidence later. If, if you're coming in with a legalist mindset, you're, you're going to be thinking, have I done enough good? Have yeah. I, have I, or did I avoid enough bad? Mm-hmm. Things along those lines. You're always going to feel guilt, like, I, I never did enough. Uh, this says, you know, he, he's there to grant you mercy and grace to help. So God wants to help. So there isn't anything to be afraid of. There isn't anything. The, the o- only thing to be afraid of is is um, deserting God and, well, being a legalist. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on. Okay, so I found two levels of legalism and... Um, I thought I knew. I thought I had a good grip on uh, legalism, and I didn't even consider it very deeply. But before the study, but the two levels that I found, and there's the Romans fourteen level and the Galatians five level. So let me let me just read that for you. Galatians four, uh, Romans fourteen verses one through three. Now, except the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak has vegetables only. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. So this is, you know, leftovers from uh, the Old Covenant. Uh, it's a law. It's, he, in, this ta- in this passage, he's talking about the food is the same. You don't have to eat kosher anymore. But <laughs> Paul's way of saying legalism, since it's not in scripture, is weak faith. And he says God has accepted him, even though he's following a law that he doesn't even have to. And so this is why I say, hey, it's weak faith, but he's still saved. So this is the first level of legalism. And and we got to keep in mind that these are new Christians Paul is talking about. These are people who, he, he wants them to grow out of this weak faith. He's not saying stay there. But Paul wants the people, the older, more uh, mature Christians, to not be judgmental of these people with weak faith, but to, to help them and to actually give up eating of meat in order to help them so that they don't stumble and sin. He, he, he doesn't want the older Christians to be a stumbling block to the, the newer Christians because faith expressing itself through love, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll go to level two. This is Galatians 5 legalism, verses 3 and 4. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ... You who are seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. So this is a whole nother level. Why would he say that you fall from grace in Galatians, but it's just weak faith in Romans? Let's look closer at verse 4 when he says, you who are seeking to be justified. So that's where the difference is. 
If you insist on being justified by the law, therefore you are attempting to earn grace. Guess what? You're going to fall short. You're not going to make it 100% of the time. You cannot earn your grace. You can't seek to be justified by the law. And so that's why he's talking about circumcision here. And both of these are by principle. Like the, with the food thing, we can apply that to the more modern in, instruments issue mm -hmm. where we, we don't want to be judging each other. But And same with this uh, in Galatians 5. This is more about a principle. If you're seeking to be justified by any law, not just circumcision, we'll just use the instruments law again. If, if you think you're going to get to heaven by having pure worship without any instruments and, and <laughs> that's the only way to make it to heaven, I don't know. I don't know if anybody believes that or not. Well, there probably are actually some, so I'm not, I don't want to shame anybody. But, but still, like that's the difference right there. Mm -hmm. So Romans 14 is weak faith. Galatians 5 is... No faith. So when you're trying to be justified by a law, like maybe um, like when you're crossing yourself, when you pray, right? Any kind of uh, ritualistic thing, that means that you are just throwing away the cross. You're throwing away what God did. You're throwing away your, your baptism, what God did for you. None of that meant anything because I have to do this thing myself. As where the weak faith, that, that was just kind of a leftover stuff in their mind they, yeah. they hadn't done enough renewing of the and mind yet another just, thing yeah. too is a lot of it is followed by conscience too uh -huh. yeah and so it would hurt their conscience mm -hmm. to follow it and and conscience does have a big yeah. impact it's not that they're trying to be justified um, by yeah. their so their works so that's where the difference is is legalism it still counts as legalism based on obviously you know it's not in the bible legalism isn't, but it still counts as legalism because it's following laws and patterns that you don't also, have to to be closer to yeah. god but there's a difference between having a conviction that god wants us to do certain things as christians versus believing that we are saved or justified through the things mm -hmm. so also i think one of the big problems is when other people try and force and uh, this is what was going on in galatia when other people are uh, forcing you to get uh, cir uh, circumcised and I need to be careful of those kinds of people who are doing that, who are, those are excommunicatable people, or I should say, I mean, that's a disfellowshipable offense when someone comes in and says, you have to do this in order to be saved, so. Well, they're, they're not a part of the church. Yeah, they're, they're, they're severed from, from they're grace. They're severed. All right, so legalism also, also uh, leads to hypocrisy. There's a lot of people who say, no instruments in church. But then they listen to garbage secular music. <laughs> and <laughs> there's those who say you have to wear a suit and tie in church. And then they go to the church or they go to the beach in bikinis. Um, see, illegalism leads to being judgmental of others, you know. But the problem is, is that there's always a finger pointed back at you. So when you're trying to be justified by these rules, you're always looking at other people and rolling your, your eyes at them. Like, whoa, I can't believe what she's wearing that is so inappropriate or i can't believe what that guy's doing that, that guy has tattoos man that's yeah. so bad <laughs> um <laughs> okay so i have a question do do tattoos get washed off when someone's baptized yeah sir no <laughs> um that would be some crazy water is that like acid or something so you're saying <laughs> so somebody who has tattoos can't become a christian i mean 
no, see, that's not what matters. It's the internal stuff, the yeah. the sin that has to be washed away. Yeah. So when you're under the new covenant, you're always looking for ways to help people, and instead of uh, uh, judging them, you know, you can help yeah. the guy who looks like he just got out of prison. You know, these people in the world who are covered in tattoos and are smoking cigarettes and maybe not dressing nicely. Does that mean that they're not interested in truth? Yeah, no. Um, nope. uh, Jesus spent a lot of time ministering to tax collectors and sex workers. And uh, Jesus had perfect self-control in those yeah. moments. He, he was, I never, he, I never dave in to temptations, but faith was expressing himself through love. See, what uh, Jesus, he saw their potential. He saw what they could become. And that's what we need to do. Instead of just folding our arms at other people, saying, well, that, that guy, he's bad because he, he likes Halloween. I know some of you guys listening probably yeah. like Halloween, but we don't. <laughs> uh. um, that guy listens to yeah. bad music. That guy, well, maybe they do, but all that means is that uh, they need help, okay? It's not about uh, being judgmental. When you're a legalistic person, you're always pointing fingers at, at, at other people. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things that would blow my mind. And uh, you mentioned like bad music or bad movies, bad shows, stuff mm -hmm. like that. As some of the le like the legalistic churches, if you ever visit them, they will come. They'll have their nicest clothes on, suit and tie, and no instruments in the building. That it'll be like, it feels like you're on, uh, you're listening to the president speak or something, and then. <laughs> You see them in their day-to-day -day life, like at the grocery store or something, and they're a completely different you person. Get, yeah, you get invited you get to their house. A whole different person. You get invited to, uh, invited to their house and then look at their movie collection. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, I just don't understand. See, like, <laughs> that is not Christianity. That is... That, that, on that, a that show. Is, that, that's being a Pharisee. That is legalism. That is being fallen from grace. Uh, true Christianity is about honesty with God, honesty with each other, and being changed from the inside out. That's the hypocrisy of, of the whole thing. Here's, uh, let me read Romans 4, verses 2 and through 4. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. But not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wage was not credited as a favor, but what is due. So justify... If, if you didn't know, I'm sure you know, but it means to make righteous. So you can follow these fancy smanchy rules, make yourself look really nice and righteous, justify yourself before men, but righteousness can't be possessed or earned. You can't grab it and put it on. So you, yeah. It can only be given to you by God. It can only be credited or reckoned that, to you by God. That scripture is about Abraham. It gives him as the example. Now, when he was credited as righteousness, did he go on and was perfect from that moment on? Or did he stumble at first? Yeah, I think that's part of the, of the humility process is that God reckons us as righteousness, but it does, it's not going to show for a while. <laughs> so Abraham, he, 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 he told a few lies and... Towards the end of his life, he he ended it uh, victoriously. He when uh, God told him to offer up Isaac, Abraham went and did it. He had perfect faith by that moment. So that's where God's going. It's it's a slow start, but then 
as we grow in our faith, God perfects our faith through trials and all that good stuff. And this, so, this yeah. really applies to us because, uh, especially in verse 4, it says, Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but what is due. So if you're, if you're like, I want to be legalistic, I want to just do it by the law, Jesus, as we read earlier, Jesus' death is meaningless to you because you're trying to earn it. Mm-hmm. This is what you owe God. This is what is due. You must do this. And you're yeah. not going to make it. You, you're never going to make it. That's why Jesus' mm-hmm. death was necessary. Yeah. Now, uh, legalistic people, what they like to do is pull out James 2 and say, well, no, faith without works is dead. <laughs> and uh, be doers of the word. So, well, okay, you have uh, Romans 4 and you have James 2. And when you pull them out of context, they seem kind of tr- contradictory, but they're not. Okay. So Romans 2 came first. That lets us know that we can't do anything to earn our salvation, but we have to have faith through the obedience of faith. James 2 was talking about the works that faith produces in us. So the faith has to come first before the works. Yeah. Faith can mean a whole lot of different things to dependent on the person. So you could see some atheists have faith in God, but they... Well, they claim to be atheists, I should say. But not but, the faith. But they, they have faith in God, but they, they literally have hate for God. Mm-hmm. Or you will see demons have faith. Like, um, faith in God does not always have love in it. That's why yeah. you have to have faith through see, love. In, and in, then the actions will flow through in that. In the literal, in Galatians, every time it mentions faith, it, it's actually supposed to say the faith. So just, just because you have Faith doesn't mean you have the faith. You know, the faith is what the Bible tells you to believe. But anyone who just says, I believe in God, but doesn't do what the Bible says, you know, that might be a faith, but it's not the faith. We're only justified by having the faith of Christ. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> There's so much more we could talk about. We just don't have... I'm talk, talk about, you know, the holidays. Some people... Uh think yeah. that you so a uh, christmas is a catholic holiday okay it, it is very much it was invented by them or it was first a pagan holiday but then it became catholic so a lot of people don't like to celebrate christmas because it was originated by pagans you know if that bo- if so, so celebrating christmas bothers your conscience that's not that's just a weak faith issue you know it, it, it's okay yeah. you, you don't have to celebrate christmas if you're yeah. a christian but at the same time we are free in Christ to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. It's there's no, it's it's not a law. If we want to, if, even if the Catholics made it, we as true Christians can still have a good time celebrating the birth of Christ. That's that's how it is, uh, how I think about it too. And that's uh, like with Easter, you can celebrate Easter. Christians celebrate Easter, and we are celebrating Jesus's resurrection. But to the world, they're celebrating. Uh, a weird bunny that lays eggs. That's why, <laughs> I, don't even, that's why I don't even like, like to say the word Easter because it's <laughs> well, yeah, it's the a, fertility it's a god, goddess yeah. or something Fake like god. that. Lower but, G. Yeah. Lowercase G. Yeah. So there isn't anything wrong with those. You know, Halloween bothers me, so I don't like to really participate in that. But, you know, uh, when it comes to stuff like Christmas, if you want to or not, doesn't matter. Okay. Just serve yeah. God either way. 
and, you know, just enjoy the freedom that we have in Christ. So legalism is a salvation issue. As it said in Galatians 5, trying to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. That means you're not having grace anymore. <laughs> that means, yeah, it, it that means you're no longer forgiven. Issue. I'm not saying that's the moment where in Hebrews where it talks about falling away, where you can't combat. But because Paul wrote, those of you who are being justified by law, you have fallen from, from grace. I think that implies that there's hope for the people who are reading this saying, oh, we need to get back on track. It does. It does. Um, you're, you, yeah. you haven't accepted Jesus's grace if you're trying to earn it. So you, you need to take a step back and reset your mind. Yeah. Now these are, <laughs> Paul, he's talking to Christians. Uh, Galatians 3.27, those of you who are baptized. He's talking to people who have already been baptized for the right reasons. So these people are, are Christians who gave up the gospel for uh, legalism. And Paul is trying to get them to go back to the New Covenant way of uh, doing things. So if you are a person who struggles with uh, legalism, that that's something to, I mean, I don't want to say it, be afraid of, because you're probably already afraid of God, but you don't have to live that way. Having freedom in Christ is so much better. It's more difficult, but it's so much better to be free and to be uh, making our own decisions of, of how we're going to do things, because God expects us to be mature and wants to give us wisdom on uh, how we're going to handle every situation that we get ourselves into. Legalism is is really dangerous, and I think part of why it's so dangerous is sometimes you don't know whether you've crossed from Romans 14 legalism to Galatians 5 legalism. And sometimes we, like for example with the holidays thing, some people, they know in their head that God is not going to condemn them though if they celebrate Christmas or if they hand out some Halloween candy. But it could damage their conscience if yeah. they and do, thing, if they participate. One thing is that we need to be very careful. If, if, if we're someone who, like, uh, we love Christmas, but our very good brother and, and sisters in Christ over there don't celebrate Christmas, we need to be very careful that we're not judging them yeah, because of that. Exactly. Because that's not a big, important issue. So, and it's not up to us to draw the line, and God knows, and that's why in Romans 14, he's talking about the way Christians interact with each other. He, he's basically saying to that we can't judge each other. We can't look at somebody and be like, hmm, I think that they're participating in a law that they don't need to, so they're probably going to hell. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's saying that we need to not judge them we, because God has accepted them. And in Roman, uh, Galatians 5, He's talking specifically to the hearer, the reader. The context is more direct. So it's meant for us to think to ourselves, am I seeking to be justified by my works? Am I seeking to be justified by the law? Before you do any good works for God, you have to be fully confident that you are already, that you have already been saved and are being saved by God because of what he did. So the song we like to see, nothing but the blood of Jesus, you know, that, that, that's biblical. You know, there's nothing that can wash away our sins but the blood of Jesus. Every time we try and do something good so that we can better chance of going to heaven, you know, well, yeah. that's saying that so, something but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's not correct. Justify it. Um, like, to put it harshly, as the Bible puts it, you're making Jesus' death needless. 
because See, yeah. he has saved you. Your works, your good works do nothing to save mm-hmm. you. Your good works should flow from your soul. They should flow yeah. from your loving the, faith. The only reason, <laughs> yeah, the only reason why we evangelize, why we look after orphans and widows and do all that stuff is because we love people. You know, that's, it's not so that we can be saved. It's because we love the orphans and the widows. We, it's a genuine love. We love people. So we evangelize to them has nothing to do with trying to earn my salvation. Salvation produces the love. It, it, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit in us uh, produces that love of Christ that motivates us to do all that stuff. But, you know, we have to be saved first before we can yeah. go on and do all that stuff. <laughs> so here, here's what I want to leave people off with my last thought is it takes some deep self-examination. Be brutally honest with yourself to know if legalism has poisoned your worldview, faith, or even your salvation. Don't put judgment on others. Sometimes you don't know what's in their head. Examine yourself. Mm-hmm. Focus on your own worldview. And if you find legalism in your worldview, you need to challenge it. If, if it's a weak faith if you, issue, if it's a conscience issue, God has still accepted you. And if you can, it would be nice to get away from that. But sometimes our consciences are Just, hard to break. You know, so gotta have um, more uh, renewing, uh, renewing have of the an mind. understanding. <laughs> yeah, it, you, it, it comes with understanding. Understand where your salvation comes from. And, okay, let's preview next week's episode. It's going to be polar opposite of this. I saw, I looked at the analytics before we recorded. 12% of our audience is in Germany for some reason. 12? So, yeah, and and I know... Do you understand what we're saying? (laughs) So, so I know, like, where we are here, we're in, like, the Bible Belt of America. So, we see legalism everywhere. In the freest states, but also the most enslaved. That's why we're, like... We like legalism is something we think about a lot, but I know some, if people listen to us on the coast of uh, Western East Coast of America or in Europe or in Canada, I saw 7% was in Canada, they're probably going to run into progressive Christianity a lot. Mm-hmm. So next episode, we'll do some talking on that because that's, yeah, it's a whole different issue. But before we stop, I know we picked on a lot of Churches of Christ today, but I also want to say is that there's a lot of Churches of Christ down here that are really starting to figure some stuff out, like really starting to talk about the indwelling Holy Spirit and a new creation stuff. And they're really starting to figure out that there's something wrong with their worship, the, the five acts of worship theology and how, you know, the, there, there's more to it than that. So like, I think it is a winning war. Yeah, round of applause. Yeah, to you guys we and need to keep it up. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it's it's so awesome, and I'm I'm really happy about some of the huge progress that has been made in some of the local churches. Yeah. So that's not good. all of them, but uh, some of them. <laughs> but yeah, progressive Christianity is is what we'll talk about next, even though we don't see it a whole lot in Oklahoma, but it is here still. Yeah. Just not as. Much. All right, we'll see you then. All right, bye. See you guys. Bye.